Welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 173. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by the quickest gun in the West, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike. But rest assured, again, similar to last week, I'm not asleep at the wheel and maybe I'm not even pulling the guns out of the holster, but I am firing on all cylinders inside my brain today, Mike. How are you doing? I have a certain cerebral activity going on and I think our listeners are about to get that too. I think you're totally right. Listeners, Mike, Moonshots team, today as part of show 173, we are digging into Jim Quick's Limitless Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. Mike, I could barely even get out the title. I was that excited to dig into the show. (laughs) It's like, could he make any more promises on the cover of his book? I mean, upgrading your brain, you had me there. Learn anything faster. Hmm. And then how's that unlock your exceptional life? I mean, we talk about being the best version uh, of yourself, but an exceptional life sounds pretty good. And this book by Jim Quick, Limitless, is pretty hot stuff in the kind of self-transformation universe It really covers mindset, motivation, the mission and learning. And what's really great is I think we get the chance to put learning into context and understand why it matters and remind ourselves of that. But I think we also get some pretty good hacks on thinking better and learning better, don't you? Yeah, I think what I really, really enjoy, and I'm excited to get into today's show about Limitless with Jim Quick, is we cover so many individuals, entrepreneurs, superstars, authors who are moonshotters. They've gone out, they've done something. And I think we always gravitate, Mike, around the idea of learning being an essential part of these individuals. I think what's really interesting in a slightly different take as we reach number two within our latest habit series is Jim Quick's books, like you say, bringing us down into the essentials, uh, hacks or ways of thinking that can unlock our brain's capacity to learn better. And Jim Quick, he's he's a self-professed brain performance expert. Who better to teach us those core techniques to unlock our, our brains than Jim Quick? I know. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. It's, um, this is, you know, with all of these new authors, it's a chance for us to reinvestigate, reexamine how we think about some really fundamental things. And today's no difference. I mean, it's all about learning. Um, and I really love this, uh, opportunity to, step back and say, oh my gosh, learning is so important. I would argue, Mark, that learning is a fundamental practice of a growth mindset. And if you accept that the world is ever changing and ever growing, then you need to continuously learn. And I love the idea that by learning, we can, you know, open up possibilities, we can grow, we can you know, we can build our self-esteem and confidence of adding another book into our you know, personal libraries of uh, skills and expertise. Um, I I really do think that um, one thing that is so fundamental to my satisfaction and fulfillment, both at home 
in the office, professional and personal, however you want to say, it's all about learning. And you're hearing this from somebody who only spent seven weeks at college, Mark. (laughs) So I'm all about uh, hacking learning, uh, non-traditional ways of learning to optimize how we think, making better decisions and getting the most out of life. I think it's all in front of us, Mark, don't you? Oh, blimey. I couldn't agree more. I see learning in exactly the same light. I get so much out of learning out loud with you and our listeners each week on the Moonshots podcast, as well as obviously our master series. So learning really for me is a foundational level for me to try and be that best version of myself. And Mike, talking about best versions of ourselves, I'd love to just jump straight into a fantastic intro clip with our author of this week's show, 173, Jim Quick. And the fundamental foundation, I suppose you could say, of his book, Limitless, is around what he calls a limitless framework. So to set ourselves off and you and I and our listeners into the world of Jim Quick and Limitless, why don't we hear from the author himself talking to us about the limitless framework? So fearless motivation as a saying, strong mind, strong life. And I want to take it to a new level. This is about limitless mind, limitless life. This is a framework I call the limitless model. And it's a three-part framework. Imagine three intersecting circles. They overlap each other. And each of these three things are what's going to unlimit you. A process I call in the book, unlimiting actively removing the borders and barriers to your life. So I want you to imagine a box. Imagine a box that you feel stuck in. It could be an area of your life where you're not making progress or you're not advancing. You feel like you're being held back. Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe it's in your income. Maybe it's in your career. Maybe it might be in your health or your fitness. Think about an area of your life right now where you feel like you're in a box. Now that box is a three-dimensional box and there are three, four, that keep you in that box. And there are also three forces that will liberate you out of that. So let me give you the framework right now. It's in these three circles. The first circle is called your mindset, your mindset. And how I define that is your set of assumptions and attitudes on what you believe is possible, what you believe you deserve, what you believe you are capable of, what you believe is in your power. And so that's your mindset. Now, the second circle is your motivation. What is your motive for taking action? Now, a lot of people, they think motivation is getting hyped up, going to an event, but the evidence that you are motivated is that you do something. You could say you're motivated, you could feel like you're motivated, but if you're not acting and working out or reading or doing the things you need to do, then you're not really motivated, are you? The final piece though, the third M, you have mindset motivation is your methods, your methods. Your methods are the strategies, the techniques, the tools, the process, if you will, for achieving that goal. Now, in the book, we talk about accelerated learning and the methods are on speed reading, on memory improvement, on focus, concentration, on how to study technical material in half the time. But if you don't have the mindset and the motivation to use those tools, there's a big lie. And that lie is that knowledge is power. 
Here's the thing, all the videos, podcasts, programs, none of it works unless you work too. And so knowledge is potential power. It becomes power when you what? When you put it into action. And that's really the key. So when you see this framework of mindset, motivation, and methods, what I want you to see is those intersecting points where mindset crosses over with motivation. You have something called inspiration where mindset and motivation mix, you have inspiration. And there are mindset books and motivational books and mindset speakers and motivational speakers, and there are inspirational speakers and inspirational books and inspirational movies. Where mindset crosses over with methods, you believe it's possible and you know what to do, that's ideation. It only stays an idea because you lack the what? The motivation. And where motivation crosses over with methods, you have something called implementation. Implementation. You're motivated and you know what to do, the methods, but you could still be stuck in that box because you're only going to be able to achieve what you believe is possible, what you believe you are capable of, what you believe you deserve. Oh, Mark, that is one big model he's dropping uh, on us. Um, I just want to break this down and make this super practical because I can imagine when you hear all of these, you know, my brain is like, oh, pause, Jim. You, you, you were talking <laughs> about mindset and possibility. Just stop there for a moment. Let me process this. So let's walk it through, Mark. Let's Let's break down this limitless framework. I think, you know, he talks about, three M's, motivation, mindset, and methods. Okay. And uh, if you're getting into this, just jump over to moonshots.io, hit our show notes, um, and you will be able to uh, actually see this framework. We'll have a link in the in the show notes for you, but we'll paint a good picture for you here on the show. So let's start with motivation. You know, we've actually done a whole uh, master series on that. Um, so you can dig that up at moonshots.io as well. But I think what he's saying is, a limitless framework of continuous and, and hyper-learning, uh, making learning a superpower starts with motivation and you must know your purpose. Why are you here? This is really, really, really critical. And if you want to explore answering the question, why am I doing what I do? What is it that I am born to do? What is my purpose in life? Why do I exist on this planet? What is my gift? If you're at all unclear as I ask those questions, you have to ask yourself why to help build your motivation. So go do our masterclass on, on that because that will really help you out. You know, you definitely want to check out Simon Sinek as well if you want to get into, into motivation and understanding your purpose. Okay, Mark. That seems to be the big motivation piece. He's saying be aware, be present in your purpose, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, how else can we become limitless, as Jim Quick says, unless we know exactly what it is that motivates us? Because if you don't know what motivates you, you're always going to have a limit or a, or a ceiling to your mental capacity, capabilities, and drive to go out and do something, right? Because um, mm. if you get your passion uh, undercover and you, you sort of understand yourself, that's when I think you can go out and be that 10X version of yourself, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got motivation down. He was talking about 
his second M, the mindset thing. What were you thinking? Let's un- help me unpack that one, Mark. Well, I, th- I think we cover mindset a lot on the show, don't we? Well, we've done mm. a number of masterclasses and mindset seems to come up with a lot of the moonshotters that we do on the show. And fundamentally what Jim Quick's calling out here is that your brain is a supercomputer right? Your brain is so powerful. And we hear from another couple of clips with later in the show, he gives us advice and techniques in order to hack (laughs) that supercomputer to a certain extent. But what I think he's really calling out here is how to harness your mindset and therefore not be your greatest enemy, not let bad habits or procrastinations get in the way of you being efficient, not allowing you to be and have too much of a traditional mindset and instead try to harness through the power of motivation a better growth mindset when it comes to uh, looking at the borders or boundaries of some of the things that you see in your life, whether it's work or social Mm. or family life. And instead, it allows you to almost redraw those boundaries and anything that you saw as fixed or traditional and unmovable, if you harness your mindset you, you essentially can go out and achieve absolutely anything in your life and therefore be unlimitless. I think yes. that's really what Jim Quick's going for here. Yeah. So to achieve this mindset of possibility he's talking about, you have to stop avoiding challenges. You have to stop giving up. Don't be threatened by others. Uh, don't feel a need to try and be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore feedback and really turn yourself towards a world of possibility to see value and perseverance, accept feedback and criticism, accept challenges and have the deep desire to find inspiration from the efforts of others to build your own abilities and to learn. That's a whole world of possibility there. So we got mindset and uh, we got motivation done, but then he brings us to methods And what's so great about the work uh, that Jim Quick has done in the book Limitless and what we're going to do together on this show is we're going to dig into a whole lot of methods for having this limitless learning uh, superpower. So, Mark, this is we are setting the scene for quite a fundamental sea change. If you're looking for a turbo boost in learning, I tell you what, you've come to the right place. And I'll tell you, there's a whole bunch of people, Mark, who are looking for that turbo boost. That would be our Patreon members. Do you not agree? I I totally agree. These are our limitless moonshot family, aren't they? These guys and girls and individuals, they're all going out there being their limitless self. So I think, Mike, as per our tradition, I've got to give them out a roll call. So Mm -hmm. drum roll, please, for all of our members on Patreon. We've got Bob, Nils, John, Terry, Bridie, Niall, Marjolin and Ken, Dietmar, Tom, Byron and Mark, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo, Yasmin, Spaceman, Daniela, Lisa, Sid, Maria, Paul, Berg and Kalman. Guys, thank you so much for being members of the Moonshots family. Yeah, we're so grateful. Um, You know, we've got, you know, it's crazy, this modern world of software as a service, it feels like you can get any cool service for recording, transcription, for hosting, for our website, but they all like cost us 30 bucks a month 
So we end up, you know, paying, you know, well in excess of a thousand dollars a year just to put the show together before that even considers our time. And it's you, our Patreon members that are actually helping us pay some of those bills. And we are super grateful. And we invite all of you who are listening right now, and there is over 50,000 of you, we encourage you to, you know what, jump over to moonshots.io go and click on that member button and you will be able to have all of that lunar powered good karma, knowing that you're supporting this show, helping you, helping all of us to learn out loud. But I'll tell you what, we threw a little extra in there, didn't we, Mark? What's that one thing that our members get that nobody else can get? Uh, It's something pretty exciting, Mike. It is our master series. This is in addition to our weekly Moonshots podcast. These are comprehensive deep dives into subjects and topics like motivation, first principles, collaboration, habits, circle of influence, the art of communication, entrepreneurship, finding your purpose, which Mike, you've already referenced on the show, particularly for today. And brand new, hot off the press is second order thinking. So a wealth of masterclasses, comprehensive deep dives into a lot of the subjects and the topics that we run into on the Moonshot show. So if that sounds intriguing and you want to learn more, pop on over to moonshots.io Clip on the membership button and become members like all of the individuals who we love to give a roll call out every single show. You know, right now we've got about 25, 30 members, which is really cool. But, you know, if we get a few more, Mark, we can actually start doing moonshots swag. We can have like a moonshots t-shirt. We can have like all this cool stuff that Patreon would help us do. But I feel like we needed like a minimum number of members, Mark, to to launch the Moonshots Tea. I've got some great designs in mind, uh, one commemorating the, the Moonshots speech by JFK, a ton of other ideas um, for the Moonshots Teas. But what do you think is a good number? Like when do we release the Moonshots swag? Ooh, I, I've got a number in mind, Mike. And I'm feeling like 50 is a good number, but actually maybe we should, maybe we should 10 X and maybe go a hundred. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think if we have a hundred members, cause the, the merch is only available to the members. I think that makes sense. And, uh, you know, what we'll do is, you know, if we get up to 30, let's say we crack the 30, Maybe what we can do is I can share some of the designs and people can mm. see what they might look like. And let's try and get it, crack the hundred. Um, let's see if we can get the Moonshots mission to the next level. What do you think, Mark? I can't wait because I just want to wear, I want to wear that JFK t-shirt. Oh, mate, I've got such a great design in mind for that one. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. Um, and, you know, lots of ideas around shooting for the moon and, uh, realizing potential. I think it's some really nice, uh, really nice themes. So head over to moonshots.io, become a member and unlock the swag bag. But meanwhile, we're going to tune back into everything to do with the limitless mindset. So once again, let's have a listen to Jim Quick. So really fast, the 10 keys for unlocking your quick brain and we can do it together. Number one is good brain food, All right? Good brain food because you are what you eat. What you eat matters, especially to your gray matter. All right, number two is killing ants. 
automatic negative thoughts, your self-talk. So the third thing, exercise. Number four, brain nutrients. If you're low on B vitamins, if you're low on DHA, then you're gonna have cognitive issues, right? So supplement. Number five, positive peer group. We know who you spend time with is who you become. Sixth thing for your brain, clean environment, clean air, clean water, because there's a lot of pollutants that's, you know, that's not good for your cognition, right? Number seven, sleep. This is a big one for so many people. Number eight is brain protection, meaning that um, I work with a lot of athletes, high-performer athletes. Concussions are a big deal. Ninth key to keeping your brain alive is uh, new learnings. Finally, number 10, stress management. 10 very short, quick-fire tips and tricks, Mike, that we can utilize to unlock our optimal or limitless brain health. These feel very in line with some of the tips and tricks that we uncover uh, every week on the Moonshot Show, but there's definitely a couple of brand new ones in there, aren't there? There is. I mean, we recently did the Robin Sharma show, and I think there's some really nice overlaps here. I wonder, I mean, there's whole, there's 10 here. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to dig deep in those, head over to moonshots.io, check out the show notes. You'll get it there. I think we should play a game, Mark. Let's pick one that's the most mm-hmm. unusual or surprising from uh, Jim Quick's 10 Keys to Unlock Optimal Brain Health. Mm, okay, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that is coming up a lot within our future shows, uh, show number 174 that we'll do with Jen uh, Sincero, uh, you are a badass. There you go. There's a quick uh, teaser for you listeners on what's to come in the Moonshot's schedule and roadmap. I'm actually really interested in the idea of that killing ants. So what he means by ants are automatic negative thoughts. And as we all know, sometimes your subconscious, you're your own worst enemy is that old classic phrase. That's the thing that gets in the way of maybe innovation, a lack of confidence gets in the way of having the tough discussions or the tough moments at work. When actually, when you put yourself out there, the the, um, reward is far greater than you think, or maybe the situation isn't as bad as you've imagined. I think that's a great tip, very, very short and sharp, and we can dig into it more in the next show as well. Killing ants, automatic negative thoughts really stands out to me. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that we've learned um, is that very successful people prime their subconscious with like a burning desire, a clear vision, uh, positive affirmations. Mm. Um, And I think that do not underestimate the power of what we learned from, you know, Dale Carnegie and Stephen Covey or Napoleon Hill, for example, all of which present this idea that you can make the switch away from automatic negative talk and prime yourself to automatic positive talk through those things that I mentioned. Um, Breath work, relaxing, positive affirmations, envisioning the future, feeling the future. This is a really big pattern amongst successful people. This is when they're working on themselves, right? They see themselves in the future succeeding at realizing their vision. Sounds so cheesy, doesn't it, Mark? <laughs> I'm it on the so hill. Cheesy. I've climbed the mountain. I am there with the trophy. But, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, 
Do not underestimate. If you can get over that and get into envisioning, seeing yourself doing the thing you deeply want, but maybe you're too scared to even take that first step, envision it, dream Mm. it, visualize it, affirm to yourself on a daily basis, you can do it, you want it. That's to me at the heart of killing ants, don't you think? Yeah, and I've utilized that technique before uh, in my career, before a big important meeting, a presentation, and and it is it is quite relaxing in a sort in a certain way. Mm. You can believe or visualize, as you say, the good success. Maybe it's a happy client or a great call with some colleagues where everybody feels super, super happy. If you can visualize that, then you're creating that atmosphere in your mind that, yeah, it it went well. And therefore, because you've killed those ants, you're able, which sounds a bit aggressive, actually killing ants, but uh, (laughs) if you kill Mm -hmm. those ants, then you're going into it far more open. And I would argue in more of a growth mindset again. Yeah. And I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, um, something fun. He talked about, um, you know, looking at your nutrition, uh, looking at your brain nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I thought it would be really interesting to explore that. And I know there's all sorts of, uh, supplements that you can take, you know, some people say, um, you know, the, the debate, you know, the, the value or the effectivity of, uh, supplements, but just generally speaking, um, for, if you want to boost some brain power, you can start with, um, caffeine. Okay. That's, that's definitely one that you'll see a lot of people, um, will refer to another one that I'm a fan of fish oils. So omega-3 mm. fatty acids, they're, they're really good. But I mean, if you want to abstract away from, you know, all of these different supplements like creatine, um, there's a whole bunch, uh, that you can get into. Um, I think, um, the, the, the clear call to action would be to go to the Michael Pollan show that we did where he said, eat food, mostly green, not too much. Mm-hmm. and what the real message there is make sure that the food you eat is not highly processed, have a bias. They don't, you don't have to be hardcore vegan or anything, but have a bias towards eating green stuff like broccoli, spinach, this kind of good stuff. Um, and then, you know, not too much portion control, particularly in the Western world, you know, portion sizes can be quite ridiculous. <laughs> so follow that simple mantra. And I think your brain will thank you, won't it, Mark? Yeah, I totally agree. So listeners, if that sounds intriguing and you're hungry for more, head on over to moonshots.io or your podcast app of choice and check out show number 158, Michael Pollan's In Defense of Food, in order to get that little bit of brain power going. And Mike, we're not quite done yet with mindsets and motivation, actually. We've got another clip from Jim Quick, who's now going to break down the formula that he believes adds up towards a really efficient way of unlocking your limitless motivation. So let's hear from Jim Quick again on motivation. Now, there's a key formula for achieving sustainable motivation. And if you procrastinate and you put things off or you sabotage, you need to look at your motivation. 
The three-step formula is this. P times E times S3. P times E times S3. So the P stands for purpose. When you want to be motivated, I want you to ask yourself this question. Why must I do this? What are all the benefits that will come, the rewards that I'll achieve by doing this thing? And what are the consequences that I will feel if I do not do this? So the P is purpose, have a reason. Great book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Start with your why. Why must I do this? The E in the equation of motivation is this, energy. Here's what my mind did. I pulled out in my thought experiments and I said, I want to build the ultimate motivated human being. If they have a big enough purpose, will they always be motivated? And I thought, no, because they could be lacking the energy. If they don't have the energy, let's say that maybe they, they're motivated, they're, they have purpose to work out, they know all the reasons and all the benefits, how they're gonna feel and look, but maybe they have a newborn and they didn't sleep for two days in a row. What are they gonna do? They're not gonna be motivated because they lack energy. Or let's say you wanna read, we're famous for teaching people how to read at least one book a week. Maybe you want to read one book a week, but you ate a really big processed meal and you're in a food coma and you can have all the reasons and purpose, but you don't have the mental energy of mental fatigue and brain fog. So you can't get yourself motivated to read. So you need to optimize your energy. In the book, we talk a lot about the best brain foods, how to lower stress, how to optimize your sleep, so much more. But you need to tap in to that well of energy. And finally, my mind said, okay, if we're building the ultimate motivated human being and you have the the purpose and that person has unlimited energy will they always be motivated and i thought no something's missing if that thing is too big your goal is too big too intimidating or too confusing like maybe your goal is to find your soulmate and live happily ever after that's way too big maybe your goal is to have you know the perfect physique and six-pack abs that's way too big. Maybe your goal is to make the next billion dollar online brand. Way too big. S3 stands for small, simple steps. Here's how you get that small, simple step. You ask yourself this question. What is the smallest action I can take that will allow me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail? What is the smallest action I could take that allows me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail because it requires very little effort, very little energy. So maybe you're not gonna think, oh, I gotta work out every single day. Maybe your small, simple step, if you're not motivated, is getting on your running shoes. Maybe if you wanna read a book a week, maybe that's too big. Maybe it's just that day opening up the book or reading one sentence. And you're not gonna stop at one sentence, are you? No, of course not. Yard by yard, it's too hard, but inch by inch, it's a cinch. That's the goal. Break it down into tiny steps. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. It is so true. Like, I think what we learned in the Tim Ferriss show is, you know, so many people suffer from what Jim Quick just talked about. They set these wildly ambitious targets they're so big that they become overwhelming and pretty soon you can't track any meaningful progress towards it because it's like you've, you, you've set the goal at the outer limits of the universe and you've, you you've just can't see any perspective to that. It's just too big, too far away. I love this idea 
of like defining the smallest possible next step. Gosh, that, that really helps getting to, to the bigger stuff, doesn't it? It reminds me of James Clear's Atomic Habits. So the idea of compound interest over time through those small little steps, or as Jim Quick puts it, um, the, the S3, small, simple steps. So if you can, rather than take on a huge, maybe it's your new year, I'm going to get a six pack within the first couple of weeks. Hey, I'm, I'm, I haven't got a six pack yet. Oh, okay. I'll throw it out the window. <laughs> I, th- I think this is exactly what he's saying. Jim Quick saying, isn't it? Break it down into those manageable chunks, those small little steps that therefore you're not going to get put off instead of trying to lose 10 stone, just start smaller because otherwise you're going to lose that motivation. And I think that's really speaking to in that clip, this idea of, of habits, this idea of motivation being essential towards achieving your goals. Mm. And again, as we heard from Jim quick, it all starts again with, with purpose, which is, and purpose and energy, which he's really speaking about throughout the rest of the book, as well as mindset. Yeah, um, I, I'm getting quite a lot from that, Mike. How, how did you find it? I like, uh, apart from the the small things, I like the energy um, piece, and I think that for everyone listening to the show right now, we're all probably like feeling a bit knackered, um, a bit tired because there's a lot going on in the world of which we don't control, but um, causes us some concern and some worry, and that kind of casts a little bit of a cloud uh, across our day. So. I've got a couple of quick questions, Mark, Mm. to unlock uh, the energy uh, factor. Do you want me to try them on you and let's see how you're doing on your energy factor? You you up for this? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of an experiment. Okay. And these are questions that I ask myself if I want to make sure my energy out of the blocks is good. All right. So listeners, I want you to uh, think about these questions and, uh, your answers will reveal to you, are you creating the conditions for having lots of energy during the day? Okay. Here we go, Mark. Let's test it on you. Do you regularly <laughs> get enough sleep? Brackets, you know, roughly eight hours. Yes. Okay. Good start. Good start. Do you reflect and plan the day in the morning in a quiet and calm setting? I, I do. Sometimes. I'll even allow it to overlap into the night before so that I mm. have a little bit of a plan before I start winding down for bed. But for in me. my morning is, is when I'll, I'll review the to-do list, the calendar. Sometimes it isn't the quietest setting. Maybe I'll be on the exercise bike, but it's in a situation where I can start to reflect and think about what it is that I need to go and achieve. Okay. So that's interesting. So you could do a little experiment of doing your reflections and planning um, in a, in a calmer setting because that's right. On the I exercise, could that. Yeah. The exercise bite might be just taking you out of the reflection a little, right? I, I, I think so. I mm. think that's definitely something I could try and improve the calm All right. setting. Qu- question number three, do you meditate or sit in stillness on a daily basis? I, I do, but it's invariably as I'm winding down to, to go to bed. So Ooh. it is not necessarily, and I've, I've flirted 
with different structures for that meditation moment in my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I tend to be leaning towards the latter half, i.e. just before I'm, I'm, I'm winding down for bed. So I think, again, I could improve that. I could bring that earlier in the day, perhaps even into my morning, as, as we were learning from the 5am club with Sharma. Yeah, exactly. Because you, when you meditate, when you're all f- fresh and awakening, it's very yeah. different to the wind down right? Correct. It, it is a you, different, different feeling actually. Yeah. Because what I find really nice about meditation in the morning is you find stillness and calmness. Whereas when I'm, when I'm meditating in the evening, I often am waiting for the reveal of my body to send me the signal that I'm tired. Like, you know, when you feel those fatigue moments, or those wind down signals. So very, very different states. Both are really pleasant. Don't get me wrong, but you, you might enjoy that and you might find that gives you a new energy during the day. Yeah. I think that's very easy to, to inject into the, the routine actually. All right. So here we go. So we're, we're, I got a couple more. So stick with me, uh, Mark and listeners, make sure you're asking these questions of yourselves because this is what I believe will unlock your energy. Do you move, stretch, or work out every morning? I, I do every single morning. Sometimes it'll vary. This morning I managed to get a good long run and stretch in, so that was, that was a luxury. Sometimes mm-hmm. if there's meetings or requirements to do in the morning that therefore uh, force me to shorten that window, I will do that, but it is essential in my preparation for the day to get moving, to do some form of exercise, whether it's walking or cycling or running Great. or just stretching. Great. That's 100% part of my day, my morning. Uh, two more. Uh, inspired by Michael Pollan, do you eat a balanced diet with mild portion sizes on most days? <laughs> I remember when we did the Michael Pollan show and I confessed that I had pretty big portions. I have, I have a good diet. And it's pretty healthy and similar to what um, Pollen was saying, focusing on on greens and vegetables and plants. And I, I mean, for example, a good salad last night. But I think I must admit, my portions are often pretty big. So <laughs> I think I could, good call. I could bring that down. Good call. That, good that call. And last one. Do you perform and recite your plan, your life plan, positive affirmations? and positive visualizations daily? No, not daily. I'll I'll be honest. Here's what's really interesting, Mark. You, just through going through that exercise, in order to meet Jim Quick's energy factor, we found that, hey, sleep, looking pretty good. Reflection, a little optimization, could open up some meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. Great on, on, on diet and exercise. And you could prime your subconscious with some more positive ideas yep. and see how that unlocks more energy. How cool is that? What a simple little test. Yeah. And, it, and, and I think obviously, as we tried to do just then, you've got to be honest, don't you? You have to be you pretty do. disciplined with your answers. Um, and I mean, I've been scribbling notes as we've done that, Mike. And listeners, we, we did that off the cuff. 
So don't think we had a, my answers written down. That was a pure uh, uh, behind the curtain of, of Mark's motivations and energy there. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm taking quite a lot away from that, actually. That, that's a few really clear actionable points to, to test. Yeah. And I, I just think all of us, myself included, all of us feel like the last few years have been a big energy drain. So that's why to me, this the practice that we've just done together is so important for us all to do regularly is to ensure that we protect our sleep, that we reflect in, in, in calm and quiet, plan in the quiet, meditate, sit mm. in stillness and think about nada move every day, eat well every day. And one of the big things from some of these classics that I keep mentioning is prime your subconscious with productivity, with positive ideas, productive ideas. And that is the perfect, you know, sort of punch back at negative thinking, which uh, Jim Quick has mentioned. So a lot in the energy factor, isn't there, Mark? Huge, huge elements within the energy factor, all of which enables us and drives us towards that limitless idea of of mindset and and performance. Totally. And if you're feeling rather limitless and you are now primed with some energy, I I reckon you want to jump into your podcast app and leave a review or rating, don't you, Mark? That's right. I think it would be only uh, for those limitless individuals. And again, just to give them a quick call out, we had some great ratings and reviews coming from Sarah Goes Vegan, as well as Caleb Podcasts over the last few weeks. And we really appreciate again for those individuals who either join us as Patreon members or those who leave us a rating and review. It's really appreciated because it helps get our word out there into the four corners of the globe, helping everybody around the world learn out loud with us. Yeah. It tells those algorithms, you know what, this Moonshot podcast, it's all right. It ain't too bad. Maybe I'll recommend it in some search results. So there you go. The the inner workings of machine learning uh, at both Apple and Spotify. Now, as you are fully primed and ready to rock and roll, what we have to remember is it's not always we're leaping into action. In fact, sometimes we defer. And Mark, I'm a little guilty of putting things off sometimes. How about you? Well, you know, I I, I could answer that question, Mike, but I don't think I will yet. Maybe I'll come to it later. <laughs> well, while you're thinking about your uh, your answer, while you're deferring and delaying your answer, <laughs> why don't we learn from Jim Quick how you can end such procrastination? The question is, how do I stop procrastinating? How do you stop putting things off that are important that you need to be able to do? So I'm going to give you a few quick tips on how to eliminate procrastination. The first tip I would say is put it off. Procrastinate, procrastinating, all right? Um, I kind of put that tongue in cheek, but if you're so good at putting things off, then put off putting things off. The second tip I would say on how to overcome procrastination is this thing called break things into chunks. Break things into chunks. They call them tiny habits. And here's the thing. Sometimes we have it in our mind that it's a big monster that we need to slay or a big mountain that we need to be able to climb. The best thing to do is to break it down into individual tasks. The third tip on how to overcome and beat procrastination is begin the Zygarnik effect. What's the Zygarnik effect? 
In our memory training that we do, and teaching people how to remember names and faces and languages and so on, we talk about the Zygarnik effect. And basically, it was the psychiatrist, Dr. Zygarnik, and she was in Europe at a cafe, and she noticed that the wait staff would remember everyone's orders. Have you ever had somebody like that at a restaurant remembered all the orders by using their memory? And she wanted to find out how, and she called it the Zygarnik effect. And basically, it says that they would remember things for as long as that order wasn't delivered. But as soon as that order was delivered, it closed the loop, and all of a sudden, they forgot. How do you apply that to procrastination? If you start somewhere, anywhere, just one place, you have this open loop and you're more likely to finish it and close that loop. The next thing I would recommend on how to overcome procrastination is be kind to yourself. What do I mean when I say be kind to yourself? Studies in self-compassion reveal something interesting, that when you're hard on yourself and you beat yourself up because you didn't work out, because you didn't write in your journal, because you didn't meditate that day, because of whatever you didn't do, you'd think that it would help you to be able to overcome it the next time and be more motivated to do it, but it actually has the opposite effect. When you are actually kind to yourself and you exhibit self-compassion, you're more likely to follow through in the future. And the last quick tip I would recommend is really to tune into your why. One of my very favorite books is a book called Star With Why by Simon Sinek. And really, I believe there's a success formula that if you're not getting yourself to do the things you need to do, I call it H-cubed. It goes from your head to your heart to your hands. You could affirm thing and think about all the things and set goals in your head. But if you're not acting with your hands, you're procrastinating, you're usually not tapping into the second age, which is your heart, your emotion, the energy of motion. One of my early martial arts teachers taught me that you can't steer a parked car, right? You need fuel, you need energy. So tap into your why. So what I want you to do is think about all the rewards that come from doing this activity, the things that you're going to incentivize yourself, the things that motivate you, all the benefits that come from doing this thing that you're putting off. Because remember this, reasons reap results. Reasons reap results, Mike. Again, we're going to dive into one or two of these uh, in more detail, but just to recap, because it was pretty quick fire there, we had put off procrastination from Jim Quick, breaking it into chunks. So again, I think small, simple steps and habits, the zygonic effects that I think we should break down in a second, the idea of being kind to yourself, as well as finding your purpose or your reason why, similar to Simon Sinek. So five big uh, tips and tricks and mental hacks in order to be more productive. How did you, uh, and less uh, procrastinated, how did you feel about those five hacks? What really stood out to you, Mike? Well, you know, the, um, I think it was more of a confirmation on remembering your purpose, um, you know, breaking big things into small things. Uh, I, I thought the putting off procrastination thing, it reminded me of the Eisenhower matrix, which we've, we've mentioned before on the show, which is all about planning and allocating time to tasks, putting it actually in your agenda, not just in a to-do list. I think that's a really powerful um, practice because otherwise it's very easy for your inbox to steal the day from you. So plan it into your calendar is, is what I took from that. And it's just like there's just so many of these great hacks from, from Jim Quick um, I, I feel like I've now got into fifth gear and I now want to like learn how to do this speed reading thing that he talks about a lot in the book. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, funnily you should say that, Mike, because we've got the next clip uh, really breaking down into some of the other tips and tricks that Jim Quick has within his book, Limitless. And that is, as you just said, speed reading. So let's hear from Jim Quick now, breaking down hacks on understanding and retaining more when you do speed reading. If you've ever read a page in a book, got to the end and just forgot what you just read, your mind wanders, get easily distracted. Here's why. When you read something, you feed this incredible supercomputer of a brain one word at a time. Metaphorically, you're starving your mind. And if you don't give your brain the stimulus it needs, it'll seek entertainment elsewhere in the form of distraction in the form of mind wandering. The biggest myth and lie about speed reading, and I think it's spread around by slow readers, is that if you read faster, your comprehension would what? You feel like it would go down, but it's not true. The truth is the faster readers tend to have better comprehension because they have better focus. Reading slow is kind of like riding a bicycle slow. You wobble and then you fall. But here's the secret. If you want better comprehension while you read, read faster because it's like driving a car. If you're driving a car, going slow through traffic, you're not really focused on driving. You're doing five different things. You're drinking your coffee. You're texting, even though you know you shouldn't. You're putting on makeup. I saw someone the other day shaving. You can do five different things. But if you're racing cars and you're taking hairpin turns as fast as you go, do you have more or less focus? The answer is obvious. You're focused on what? On the act of driving and on what's in front of you. That's exactly what it's like for reading. When you're reading faster, you have focus. Focus on the act of reading and what's in front of you. So I love that. I love that idea of it's like riding a bike too slow. I was so busy visualizing this idea of reading one word at a time, like you're almost kind of losing balance on the bike. That was that was a really powerful metaphor. It's it's a really, really handy metaphor. And speed reading for me has always been a, I guess a lesson or an exercise that I've wanted to get into, but I've never found the time or an easy way of doing it. You know, I've always tried to, uh, you know, particularly recently, I read a lot of books on my Kindle, uh, because it's handy for moving house, traveling, so on and so forth. And occasionally I will find my, as we all do, my mind will drift And I never, until really digging into Jim Quick's book, Limitless, and his ideas around speed reading, did I put two and two together and conclude that my brain was just a little bit bored, Mm. (laughs) not Mm. necessarily by the story or by the content, but by the speed that I was doing it. And And it's a really interesting kind of almost meta idea, thinking of my brain as slightly separate to me. And unless I control the the flow of information into my brain, will it be able to comprehend and therefore retain work and content or videos or books in this case? And I think that's a really nice little visualization of A, bikes, when you go slow, it wobbles, and B, maybe F1 drivers uh, going around a course uh, at 100 miles an hour, they're going to be more focused than the ones in LA traffic, aren't they? It's a really nice little breakdown there from Jim Quick. Yeah, and I know that uh, in his book he talks about a whole uh, 
bunch of small things you can do. You can use a visual pacer, like you use your finger to track the words. Um, and um, you can sort of what he calls activate your peripheral vision. So trying to um, uh, see the whole page or the whole paragraph rather than just the word. And then as you go through it, asking good questions, uh, skim, he talks about skimming the whole page first um, and then definitely marking it up, capturing it. That's something that you've heard me talk a lot about. I'm always marking up everything I read, whether it's on a Kindle or in Instapaper. That's like a really good way of active learning because I feel there's no problem when you're just reading for leisure. For example, I love cheesy spy books, right? So I'll jump in there and I'll just kick back and just enjoy the book. But if you're reading something that is really designed uh, to be a insight and content for you to learn, perhaps um, it's nonfiction, then I think you should be sitting up, noting, questioning, pausing. Did I really understand what they said? Um, I think this idea of active reading and using some of those quick hacks can get you a long way to not only reading faster, but um, retaining more. Well, maybe Mike, on the next show, you and I should uh, speed listen and we'll listen to all of the clips at double speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that does my head in. That totally uh, does my head in. Um, I've tried that before and, and it, it, does, uh, it, it does go a little bit too quick. But, but for me, this insight around speed reading and, and building on what you just said is a really interesting one. And I've even been, since going into the show and, and thinking about Limitless, I've been trying to practice speed reading more regularly, uh, whenever I'm sitting there, either, either reading a, a fiction book or, or something more educational, let's call it. And, and it is, it, I'm still learning the ropes and I still don't know whether I'm retaining quite as much as I would if I was going slower, but I think like anything in life, it's just about practice, making it a habit, making exactly. it almost your, your behavior. So I'm quite excited at this, this concept of finally learning a good piece of advice, good little bit of uh, a lesson from Jim Quick with regards to speed reading. Yeah. And um, it almost brings us perfectly to this idea of whether you're speed reading or preventing procrastination, using the 3M model uh, from Jim Quick. All of this is in service of learning how to learn. And that's exactly what we're going to enjoy from Jim Quick in our last clip of the show on how to learn how to learn. I think if there's one skill to master in the 21st century, especially today, it's your ability to learn faster. If there was a genie could grant you any one wish, any one wish, but just one wish, what would you wish for? Infinite wishes, right? Millions of wishes. Well, if I was your learning genie and I could help you learn any one subject or any one skill, become a master, any one subject or any one skill, what would the equivalent be of asking for infinite wishes? What skill or subject? It would be learning how to what? Learning how to learn. Because if you can learn how to learn, you could grant all your wishes. You could apply that towards money, towards marketing, towards management, towards Mandarin, towards music, towards martial arts. Everything in your life gets easier. Learning how to learn is the most important skill. To apply it towards something like upgrading your brain, like you would upgrade your phone. And simple things that you could do. Because here's the thing, this is not about how smart you are. 
It's not how smart you are. It's how are you smart? It's not how smart you are. It is how are you smart? And here's the final words. Your life is like an egg. That if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things begin on the inside. And you have greatness inside of you. You have genius inside of you. Now is the time to apply that fearless motivation, to have your limitless mind, to have and enjoy your limitless life. Let greatness and genius come from within. I mean, Mike, Jim's just done a nice little synopsis for us there in that final little clip. He has. He has. I think once again, his power in creating quite nice visual metaphors is, is doing testament here because I love this idea of having the three wishes, but really if you can unlock your desire, almost make a a hobby of learning being the thing that you dream of, you can go out and master and learn any skill. I think that's such a good affirmation as to the value of being a lifelong learner. It really is. Of all the things we covered today, it was rather limitless agenda, but is there one that, that really grabs you, Mark? Um, is there one that is going to get some further study from you? Maybe this well, I quite enjoy it. by the sound yeah. of it. It sounds like that's the big experiment that's happening. Well, ex- exactly. I think that as well as the idea of the motivation. So the little exercise you and I did around energy, um, I think I can work on that as well as the speed reading. Um, I think that those are going to be the things that I'm going to take away and, and proactively look into what area, what technique, what concept or habit is going to be something that you're going to take forward after the show. I'm, There's I, a lot. you know, I liked his 10 keys to optimal brain health. I'm totally into that kind of stuff. And that was perhaps a bigger message for me in, in setting the conditions. We did that little exercise. We went through that checklist of questions. Um, I think, you know, so much of it for me is the self-awareness to create the conditions for the best work to happen. And in his case, Jim Quick is explaining how we can do that for learning. And, uh, I'm an avid learner. I'm like number one fan for learning. So, um, I feel like this is almost, it's got me super inspired to set the conditions. And then I feel like I'm going to tap back in for different little things, speed reading, you know, comprehension, retaining more knowledge. Um, that was actually how it worked for me. So, so a little bit different from you, right? Mm, yeah, a little bit different, but I think that speaks, uh, that's testament to the variety that we can get from any of these shows, right? Whatever works for you. Sometimes people are running 10K, sometimes you're running 1K. I think with any of these these habits or practices, we're all just going at our own pace, aren't we? We certainly are. And Mark, I've enjoyed running this pace with you, this limitless pace. So thank you so much uh, for learning out loud with me. And thank you to you, our listeners and our members. Here we are on show 173 with the work of Jim Quick. 
limitless. And boy, it was a limitless show. And I think more than anything, we learned how to upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and how that can help us unlock your exceptional life. And at the heart of that was Jim Quick's limitless framework, mindset, motivation, and methods. And we explored each of those areas. We learned how to end procrastination. We learned how to improve our comprehension of information through speed reading. And all of this ladders up to the meta practice, the letter mindset, the, the, the really meta habit, which is learning how to learn. And if you do that, you'll be well on your way to a growth mindset because learning and growth are intertwined. They are inseparable. If you pursue those, if you prioritize those, you are guaranteed to giving it a good shot to realizing the very best version of yourself. And you can do that all here with us at the Moonshots Podcast, where we learn out loud together. All right, that's a wrap.